and welcome to yet another episode of Der Ausblick, where today we preview, I said it last week, but I'll say it again, what could be the final Der Ausblick, where the title has not been decided yet, but unlike last time, Bayern are in the driver's seat of this one with a win against Werder Bremen on Tuesday. It will be over. Bayern will win their 29th Meisterschale, and they will bring it back home to the Allianz Arena, where it has been calling home for the last seven consecutive years. I'm joined by Chuck Smith. Chuck, are you excited to possibly win a title tomorrow? Jake, I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for this. I think this is going to be great. Obviously, this is a game where I think at the beginning of the season, we might not have assumed it was going to be such an easy ride. But, you know, Werder Bremen, where they're at right now, even though they might be playing for their collective lives in the Bundesliga, uh, Bayern is still a heavy favorite just based on the way they perform. So I'm really looking forward to it. I love the midweek games. You know, it's one of those things that really helps break up this this pandemic. Because we won't be releasing a full episode until after this game has been played, I think that it only makes sense for us to cover what happened at the weekend to Borussia Mönchengladbach, a Bayern Munich squad without Robert Lewandowski and without Thomas Müller in it, was able to walk out with a 2-1 win by the bare skin of their teeth. 26th minute, a goal from Joshua Zerksi came off of the worst pass that has ever been played by a goaltender ever. I, I say that with full confidence. I dare you to not go back to look at Sven Ulreich in the Champions League a couple years ago when we played against Real Madrid. That did not happen because the only thing that matters right now was that Jan Sommer passed a ball into wide open space where the only person there within three yards was Joshua Zerksi. He was able to run onto it unmarked. None of the Gladbach defenders were able to go over and cover him when they realized what had happened. So Zerksi shot a ball at a wide open net and it went right in to go up one nothing. But then only a couple of minutes later, just 11 minutes later, the... Bayern needs to buy a right-back soon crowd, got all of the ammunition that they needed when Benjamin Pavard unfortunately slid in to try to take out a low Patrick Hermann cross. It was a move we saw similarly in a game in the Hindrunda that almost resulted in an own goal. Pavard slid in to try to block out a cross, but unlike that other one, this one actually went in to tie the game up at one, and there it would stay for a majority of the second half up until the 86th minute, when Pavard got a little bit of revenge when he took a dummied pass out to the wing. He sent in a low cross to a rushing Leon Goretzka, who was able to clean it up and put it in the back of the net at the death. Bayern won 2-1. to one. Chuck, your thoughts on this game, your thoughts on how Bayern played without their two main talismans in the lineup. It's one of those games, Jake, where you kind of have to just say a win is a win is a win. It was not the best performance. It was sloppy. It was choppy. There were a lot of disappointing individual performances on the pitch that day. 
But at the same time, Bayern did what they had to do. They won the game, and they did so without Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. And that, in and of itself, is pretty fantastic. So while I was disappointed with some of the individual efforts, I really was happy overall that they showed the resiliency to be able, or the resilience, to come back and really not let Borussia Mönchengladbach live off that momentum of the Pavard own goal. So, you know, when it was 1-1 at that point, I could see with, you know, my uneducated eyes that Bayern still had the better team, although they had lost that momentum. But once again, as we've seen quite a few times over the course of this second half of the season, Benjamin Pavard comes back. He makes a great play. And Leon Gretzka, who has kind of been the man of the restart, gets the game winner. So, like I said, Jake, it was a game filled with sloppy individual performances, but to win a game like that with the lineup that they had out there, again, it's big credit to Hansi Flick, who just whatever he touches right now seems to be working. So, again, great effort from Bayern. I really, though, would like to see maybe some more urgency out of some of the players on the pitch, especially Xerxes. Although he did have the goal, I felt like he was an NBA big man who settled for shooting threes. He wasn't using his body to be a physical presence. And, and I... To be honest, I really want to see more of that from him. Just with his stature and potential for physicality, he should be able to use that to his advantage. And he's a young player and he's learning, but I want to see more. When you get the opportunity to fill in for someone like Robert Lewandowski, you have to put in a little bit more effort than that. I personally am just happy that the kid was able to get a start. He's able to continue his scoring streak, which let's keep that in mind. Every game he has played and he has scored a goal, which is great for him. And we love to see that kind of development from the younger players on the team. So let's go ahead and look more towards the game set up for tomorrow. Bayern Munich versus a Werder Bremen team that really, on paper, if you look at these names, it does not seem like this team should be in 17th place. You look at names, whether it's uh, youngsters like Joshua Sargent or Mila Rashica, uh, you see veterans like Davy Klaassen, you see Osako, Bittencourt, Yuri Pavlenka, you don't think that this team should be where they are, but ever since their best goal scorer from the previous season, Nicholas Fulkrug, went down after five games in the season. This team has just gone downhill ever since then. They currently sit in such a poor position that they are what they are tied on points for the relegation playoff position of 16th place, but they've allowed 64 goals this season compared to only 35 that they have scored. So it's really unfortunate for people that are fans of this team. Chuck, you you like you relatively like some of the players on this team. What do you think has been going wrong for them all year? You're, you're right, Jake. I, I am a big fan of, of quite a few of the players on this team, and it's been puzzling all season to kind of watch them play and just not be able to understand what's going on, why they can't put it together. I mean, first and foremost, I have to look at the manager and Florian Kohlfeld. I was really excited with the job that he had done prior to this year, and I thought that he was a coach who might be able to – rein in this young talent because he's a younger guy himself. He's only 37. I thought he'd be able to rein in the young talent, direct them in the, in the proper way and utilize some of his veterans to kind of form that perfect mold of a team. But he just has not gotten that from this group. And, and granted, they've had some injuries 
Uh, Nicholas Fulkrug has was a devastating injury for them, but their talent, Jake. I mean, you look at it throughout the midfield and forward group; they're very good. You touched on Debbie Klaassen, Milos Rashica, uh, the Eggesteins, uh, Josh Sargent. I mean, he's a personal favorite of mine. It's really been puzzling to me why they can't su succeed, but. I guess when if you really want to pinpoint something, you have to look at that defensive unit. And one of the things that they did to try and shore that up was bring in Kevin Vogt from Hoffenheim. And depending on, on how you feel about him, that was either a great move or a very poor move because he really hasn't been able to stabilize things the way you would think. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they play tomorrow. They actually have something to play for. I mean, I know Byron's playing for a championship. But, you know, Werder Bremen arguably is playing for something more important right now. At least Bayern has opportunities to, to make this up if something goes wrong. Werder Bremen, you know, with every poor effort they, they put out, it's just digging themselves a deeper hole. There was a quote today I saw from Hansi Flick saying that Werder Bremen should not expect any gifts from Bayern Munich in that regard. But as I mentioned earlier, they are one spot off from the relegation playoff, they are tied with Fortuna Dusseldorf, and both of these teams have eerily similar schedules for their last three games, where they have one obvious game that they're probably going to lose, and then two where they have some chances, it seems, to try to survive, but it's really up in the air based on their performance that they've had, right? So you look at this Werder Bremen side, they have to play us, Bayern Munich, and then at Saturday, they have to play 15th place Mainz, followed by uh, 12th place FC Köln. Right, Fortuna Dusseldorf have to play Erbe Leipzig on Wednesday. Then they have to come back home for their final home game of the season against 13th place uh, FC Augsburg and then 14th place Union Berlin at the Stadion an der Alten Försterei. So it doesn't look like either of these teams have an edge in this schedule. So it's really really obvious to me that they're both going to probably go down regardless of who lands in that relegation playoff spot because Mainz are in 15th place with 31 points. Dusseldorf and Bremen are tied in 16th and 17th on 28. Regardless of the fact that Mainz is ending up has to end up playing Werder Bremen, I don't think that they're going to drop enough points to go down into those positions, but here's what I would advocate for, right? I would advocate for wanting Werder Bremen to go up to 16th to play in that relegation playoff spot, and here is why. Down in the second division, the biggest rivals that Werder Bremen have, Hamburg SV, are currently in second place, but for a while they've been occupying that third position. The third position and the current relegation playoff or promotion playoff candidate is VfB Stuttgart, right? They're only one point behind Hamburg. Hamburg have a really tough schedule coming up, and there hasn't been a Nord Derby match played at all this year. So you look at this, this could be the only possible opportunity over two years that we get to see one of the best fixtures in all of German soccer played out in Hamburg versus Werder Bremen. So... 
that's something I'm personally rooting for, for Hamburg to just slip up slightly, but not enough that they fall far down the table, and for Werder Bremen to hit some form a little bit towards the end of the season so that we get two games worth of Nord Derbies for this possible last time for a while, at least until possibly next year when Werder Bremen might come right back up. Chuck, who do you think, out of those schedules, is going to... Uh, wind up in that playoff spot. It seems likely that no matter who they'd play from the second division, whether it's Stuttgart or Hamburg, that they're probably going to go down. But who do you like to get into the playoff? I think at this point, I'm just going to look at the talent on the rosters and I'm going to say Werder Bremen will be in that playoff spot. And that's mostly because I, I can't ignore the talent that they have. And sure, I mean, it hasn't worked out and there's been a lot of doubts about the job that Kofeld has done. But you know, they are starting to show some signs of life. They did get full crew back from an injury. They, you know, had a nice 5-1 victory last week. And I know that it was Paderborn, granted. But Werder Bremen has overall just more talent than Dusseldorf. Or, frankly, most of the teams in the bottom half of the, of the Bundesliga. So I think at this point, there's got to be something that kicks in for these players some type of self-pride that helps drive them into that playoff position. And, and you know, I, personally, I would like to see them back up in the Bundesliga next year. I, I, I wouldn't like to see them relegated only because I, I see the talent that they have, and I think there's something there. And I think Kohfeldt, if he gets another opportunity, might be able to fix things. But it would be a shame to see that type of talent get dropped. You know, just And I know Rashid, he's a great player, and he'll probably leave – but he's just one of a few players they have that have that type of top level, top echelon talent. So I'm kind of rooting for them. And I know that will not make some of the BFW community not happy with me, but I, I really would like to see them get to that slot. So I know that your typical go to in terms of a score prediction is 3-1. What do you think the final score is? Do you really think that Bremen are going to be able to find a way to get into the back of the net? I do think they'll get one goal, but I have a 4-1 game in favor of Bayern Munich right now. Oh, wow, think, spicy. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I got away from my standard there, but I do expect a big game from Robert Lewandowski. My only reservation is that because he missed the last game and he's got uh, the, that, the league record, while it's not in reach, really, he still in his mind probably thinks he has an opportunity to at least get near it. So I just hope he doesn't press too much and force things, but he's a pro. He rarely does that. And I'm sure that the other players on the pitch are going to be looking to give him ample opportunities. Either way, Jake, I don't see any way that Werder Bremen, despite the talent I just touted, are going to be able to hang with Byron right now. Byron is just a different machine. I think when it rains, it pours. I think Lewandowski's really mad that he missed that last game. I'm going to say 5-1 for a final score, because usually when Byron plays these games that are like the games to win a championship they usually like to pour on the goals at the end of them right all I have to do is look back towards last year's win where we were able to get both Iron Robin and Frank Ribéry their final goals in Bayern Red so I think 5-1 would be a great scoreline uh, I think Lewandowski could get a hat trick, and while that may not clinch stuff, it might boost his uh, morale and potential opportunities for the future to try and 
break or at least maybe tie Gerd Müller's record for the most goals in the Bundesliga. So with that, we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for listening. We will be releasing a full episode of the of the Bavarian Podcast Works show very soon, most likely after this game. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. Be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. And until next time, when we are hopefully champions, we will see you later. Auf Wiedersehen.